Ladies and procrastinators, Andy here, author of The Best Indigide on the Internet. This is the Kill You're in a Loser podcast. Let's fucking go. Just a reminder, I have a YouTube channel with plenty more content, lots of good stuff. So go check that out if you're not already subscribed. Check it out or you're missing out. So one of my coaching clients, and this is something that comes up quite a bit, a lot of the time will ask me what the, quote, right answer is, or the right thing to do, or the correct way of doing things. And I see this pop up a lot in a lot of different forms. So for some of you, you will say, how do I be an alpha male? Which is essentially saying, what is the right thing to do in every situation? Like, what would an alpha male do? It's almost like you're looking towards some sort of, like, religion, or some sort of doctrine, or like, just tell me what to do. Tell me what the correct thing to do is. And I see it come up when people judge their own actions. Like they say, was I too needy here with this girl? Was this the right thing to do? Did I do this wrong? Should I have texted her quicker? Or was I too slow in my texting? Was I too quick in my texting? And it's like they're looking for the correct answer as if someone wrote down a perfect answer somewhere in a book or a Bible or, you know, that's why I use the word doctrine. And you're looking for that answer. And if you could just know what the correct answer is, you'd be correct. I want to say two things here. First of all, there is no one correct answer. I've said this a million times. My job or my mission, I guess, it's not really my job. My purpose with my content, my purpose with helping you guys is not to tell you what the right thing to do is. I'm not the expert. I'm not the person who's going to sit here and say, hey, guys, you got to text a girl exactly this many times. Or when you're starting a business, you have to do exactly this. No. How could I possibly know what the correct answer for you is? You're your own human being with your own preferences, your own likes and dislikes, your own mission, your own goals, your own different way of doing things, your own skills, your own flaws. There are going to be ways that you could do something 50 times better than me. But if I tried to copy the exact method that you're using, it just wouldn't work for me or I I wouldn't enjoy it or I wouldn't want to do that. And so we're all our own unique little fucking special snowflakes, right? We are. And so I'm never going to sit here and tell you exactly what the right answer to do is because I don't know. I'm not you. The right answer will always be just get started. Or the only way you will determine what the right answer is, is if you get started. But sitting there and stressing and causing yourself anxiety and over worrying and overthinking about whether or not you're doing things, quote, right or correctly or properly or in an alpha male sort of way, you're just causing yourself your own misery. And you're in a lot of cases procrastinating, actually taking action. I see so many guys that will sit there and say, I need to figure out what the right way to do this is, or I need to make sure that I won't make any mistakes, or I have to make sure that before I get started, I I have a solid plan and I know exactly what I'm going to get, what I'm going to do. You waste so much time because you're too afraid to just throw yourself in there and make some mistakes and get a little dirty and look a little stupid and have some egg on your face when you fuck things up. But by doing so, as in by sitting there and waiting for the right answer or trying to come up with the perfect plan, you actually end up getting significantly less done. A lot of people will procrastinate for days, weeks, months, sometimes even years because they want to know what the right answer is before they get started, or they're trying to avoid rejection before they get started, or they want to make sure they have a perfect plan so nothing goes wrong before they actually get started. Meanwhile, here's me throwing myself in the deep end and and 
all the rest of the people who embrace this philosophy of just getting started, we're all throwing ourselves in the deep end. We look like we're drowning as we sort of flounder around for a little bit. And then we go, oh, fuck, no, I know what to do now. We figure it out. We make some progress. We start stacking progress on top of progress on top of progress. Before we know it, we're kicking us. Meanwhile, you're standing on the edge of the pool going, yeah, but I need to know the exact like depth of the pool and I need to have the perfect plan. And, and like, what, how should I jump in the pool? Should I step into the pool or should I jump or should I dive or like, and also what's the, the temperature of the pool? How, how cold or hot is the water? Cause I need to know. And you know, when I'm in there, how should I actually swim? Meanwhile, we're, we've all got fucking Olympic gold medals in swimming because you've been standing on the edge of the pool for the last three years while we've been actually in there figuring it out. And most of the time with almost every goal, I'm just probably going to go ahead and say every single goal, there are things that you don't know until you actually get started. Things that you can't predict, like hurdles will come up. You will make mistakes that you never could have predicted and nobody else could have predicted for you until you actually got started. You would never have seen those mistakes coming. And so all the preparation in the world will not prevent rejection. All the preparation in the world will not prevent you making a few mistakes with your business. All the preparation in the world will not, will not stop you from looking like an idiot at the gym once or twice. All the preparation in the world cannot save you from mistakes because you can't predict every mistake that might happen. You're inexperienced. How could you possibly know what might go wrong? You don't have any experience to know what might go wrong. And the only way you get that experience is by throwing yourself in there and actually trying. Which brings me to my philosophy in the title of this podcast, which is stop seeking the right answer. Stop looking for the cor correct way to do things. Stop trying to be a perfect alpha male who just never makes any mistakes. Stop trying to be this just essentially God that you're trying to be and just be a shitty human who makes mistakes. Give yourself permission to suck, shut up, and just get started right now. Stop talking, stop wasting time, stop procrastinating, and actually throw yourself in the deep end. There is a time for asking how you could do something better. There is a time for asking how you can adjust something. That is after you've already taken action. Again, I see so many people that will sit on the sidelines and they won't actually jump into the pool because they'll say, I, I need the right answer. I need to know what I should do. Like, like, what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? Your first step is to jump in the pool and then we will tell you what the next step is. You have to take that first baby step. If you want to lose weight, your first step is start walking every day for 15 minutes a day. There you go. Your first step isn't to come up with a perfect workout plan and to figure out the best gym in your area and then to spend three months researching macros and, you know, steroids and fucking the perfect plan. And how many days a week should I work out? Like it should it be five or four. And how long should my workouts be? And should I do a bodybuilding routine or should I do a five by five power lifting routine. And like, you know, should I be doing the big three lifts like squat, bench and deadlift? Or should I be doing more like, you know, I what's the fucking word? I didn't even know isolation exercises. Should I do like bodybuilding? You sitting there figuring all that shit out is because you're too ch chicken shit scared. And that's okay. We are all scared of stuff we haven't done before, but you're too chicken shit scared to actually just throw yourself in there and say, fuck it. I'm just going to go to the gym tomorrow. I don't know what I'm going to do when I get there. I'm going to be fucking terrified, but I'm just going to go to the gym and see what happens. I don't even care if I just walk in the gym and walk around for five minutes and then leave because I'm scared. Hey, at least I went to the gym. That's 
infinitely better than coming up with the perfect workout plan and waiting three to six months. And I see so many people doing that with women. They will sit there and come up with, you know, 10,000 pickup lines that they need to memorize and, you know, all this red pill philosophy that they have to memorize and all of that stuff. Sure, that can help you. But don't sit there and memorize it all before you even have talked to a single woman. No, if you want to talk to women, go outside, walk around, try and talk to a woman. All you have to do is say, hi, I know this is really random. I'm really fucking terrified. I'm really nervous. I've never done this before, but I thought you were cute and I wanted to say hello. Please don't be mean to me. That, there you go. That's your perfect fucking pickup line. And then just talk to her for a minute. Uh, can, I, can I get your phone number? We can grab a drink. Maybe she says no. Maybe she says yes. There you go. That's it. You've fucking done it. Congratulations. You have talked to a woman and hit on her. Great. You can memorize some pickup lines. You can memorize some techniques. You can work on your, your confidence, all of that shit. But none of that is going to get you out there into the field talking to an actual human, live, female, you know, vagina-wielding woman, right? The same thing with starting a business. I've seen so many people that say, but I, I don't know like what my business would be. I, I don't know how I would make money. Like, how would I actually make enough money to pay the bills? It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? What the fuck are you talking about? How do I make enough money to pay the bills? What the fuck? Your first thought when you start a business isn't how do I pay the bills? Motherfucker, your first thought when you start a business is like, what's the next step I need to do? What's the first step? The first step might be uploading one YouTube video. In fact, the first step would be setting up a YouTube channel. Or it might be researching how do I start a Spotify podcast? It might be researching how do I write a blog? Like how do I publish a blog? How do I pay for a, a web server to even have a blog? Your first step might be something like if you're going to do a more normal like brick and mortar business or something like that, your first step might be like, all right, like what are people, what am I good at? What can I help people with? Let me write a list of 20 things. I have a, a coaching client who's just joined my coaching solely to, to build a business. Like that's his goal. He doesn't have any other goals except for building a business, right? And he said to me, you know, I'm really terrified to sign up for you, sign up with you for coaching because I trust you. I know you can help me in all of that, but like, I don't, I, I want to start a business, man. Like, that's why I'm paying you, but I don't know what I would do. Like, and I'm just worried that like, how, how can I run a business if I don't even know like what I, what the business would be? And I said to him like, how, how the fuck is that? Why is that something you're stressed about? Congratulations, bro. That's step one. Get out a big piece of paper, write down 20 to 30 things that you're good at or things that you have some knowledge in or things that you're passionate about or things that you care about. Or maybe something where you've made a ton of mistakes and you've learned from those mistakes because that's a way you can help people just by fucking something up a hundred times. Hey, now you're an expert. You might not be an expert in what to do, but you're certainly an expert in what not to do. That's valuable to people. People will pay for that information. And he's done that. This guy literally just joined the coaching a couple of days ago, <clears throat> two days ago, and he's already posted in the group this big long list of 30 things that he's good at. And I was like, fucking sweet, man. Step one is done. Now, step two is we just go through those and have a look and figure out which one of these you want to try. You can try a bunch of them. You don't have to just pick one. There's no pressure here. Try a bunch of them. See, see what you like. See, see what sticks and see what doesn't. And so people put this pressure on themselves where they're like, I need a business plan or I need to know exactly how I would pay my rent or I need to know how the business could be sex successful or I need to know if I'm going to start a business, I need to know how it would get to $20,000 a month. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? 
How can you possibly know how it will get to $20,000 a month when you haven't even done step one, which is help one person? There's something in business called MVP, which stands for minimum viable product. And the idea there is, it's essentially one of my philosophies, right? Give yourself permission to suck. That's essentially what an MVP is. It's a minimum viable product. It's, it's the smallest thing that you could do that would make some amount of money or would help one person. And so rather than thinking, okay, how would I set up a coaching business where I can be helping like, you know, 20 people a month? Like, like how would I even do that? That's thinking too far ahead. Instead, you think of your minimum viable product. So you think, okay, how could I help one person? Like what's the minimum amount of product or, or help that I could give, which is helping one person? How could I help one person right now? And then you look around your life and you go, well, actually, okay, my friend Tom is kind of overweight. He's always talked about wanting to lose it. What if I offered to give him, what if I I tell him, hey, Tom, pay me $50 and I'll coach you for the next 10 weeks. We'll do like a once a week call, maybe twice a week. And I'll just give you a bit of coaching and I'll push you and I'll motivate you. And let's say, what if we aim to, to lose three kilograms in that 10 weeks, bro? That's pretty easy. It's very low weight loss. Like, would you pay me $50 for that? Your friend Tom will inevitably say yes. There you go. You work with Tom, your friend, he pays you $50 for 10 weeks. You help him lose three kilograms. Maybe he only loses two kilograms. Who gives a shit? You still fucking helped him. And then he goes like, wow, man, like you really genuinely helped me. I I can't believe I was actually capable of losing two kilograms. I thought it was hopeless for me, man. Like, thank you. You get him to say that in a testimonial, like get him to write that down. Or maybe you video record him or you audio record him saying that. You ask his permission first, obviously. Get him to do a little testimonial for you. Now you have a minimum viable product. Hey, now you're a coach. You have coached one person and you got paid while doing it. If you're too afraid to ask for money, which I was at the start, you can do it for free. Tell Tom, bro, Tom, I'll help you for free for 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 two months, 10 weeks. All you have to do is give me a testimonial. You get that testimonial. Now you have a minimum viable product. Your business can be a business. If you can help one person, you can help two people. If you could help two people, you can help four. If you can help four people, you can definitely help eight. And you see how this keeps expanding. And so rather than looking so far ahead and saying, how could I possibly like pay the bills from my coaching when I don't even know like how I would coach someone? Stop thinking that far ahead. Or guys saying, how can I possibly be a guy that gets laid when I'm a virgin? Stop thinking so far ahead. Think of the minimum viable product, the smallest thing you could do. It's like, can you go and say hello to one woman? Yes, every single man on the planet is capable of that. If you're not capable of that, okay, is there an even easier thing you could do? Can you walk around outside and smile at one woman? Yeah, you can do that. Can you talk to a woman in the grocery store, like at the checkout, and literally just say, hi, how's your day going? And that's it. Can you do that? Yes, every single human being can do that. If you can't do that, okay, can you go to some sort of counseling or coaching or something like that to push you to the point where you can do that. Yeah, you can do that. Everyone can do that. If you can't do that, okay, well, can I buy a self-help book so I can get this process started? Yes, everyone can do that. There's self-help books on the internet for free. All of my content is fucking free. There's so much out there for free that can help you. So there's always something you can do. That's another philosophy of mine, right? There's always something you can do in every single moment. You can always do something. So stop thinking so far ahead. Stop trying to come up with the perfect plan. Stop trying to ask, you know, me or other coaches or your friends or or yourself. Stop trying to ask for the right answer or the correct answer. Just shut up and get started. Doing something 
making a mistake, learning from it, and then doing something else, and then making a mistake and learning from it. Like just getting in there and actually doing something is infinitely more useful than you sitting on the sidelines trying to come up with the perfect answer or the perfect plan. Because when you make that perfect plan, I'm telling you from experience, and every single one of my coaching clients will tell you this, every single person who's ever achieved something will tell you this. And for a lot of you, you guys have already achieved a lot of things. You know this in your heart. Think about it. Have Meditate on this and see if what I'm about to say is true. You will come up with a perfect plan. Maybe you have some deadlines or some goals or a way that you are going to accomplish this goal. You get started and almost immediately, if not within the first couple of weeks, there will be a giant spanner that gets thrown in the works, right? Something will go completely wrong or something will pop up that you never could have predicted and you go, oh my fucking God, my plan was useful, but I have to massively tweak it. Things never go according to plan. How the fuck could they possibly go according to plan? You can't predict the future. You're not God. You can't possibly know everything that will happen. We like to tell ourselves that we're gods, right? I can predict the future. If I have a plan that's, you know, cohesive and, and long enough and detailed enough, then I can stop anything bad happening. It's like, what are you fucking God? It reminds me quite a lot of, there's a, a, reminds me quite a lot of what happened in 2020, what a lot of governments basically did, where they're like, with enough intervention and enough hard work, we can stop a virus from transmitting. It's like, you're, you're not gods. No, you can't. Reminds me of this old proverb or this old saying of this guy called King, God, I can't remember his name, but basically this guy, King, King Tut, I, I don't know. I can't remember his name, but basically everybody kept looking to this King for the right answer. The same way that some of you do when you're looking to me for the right answer, or you're looking to someone else you respect for the right answer, or you're looking to a perfect plan for the right answer, whatever it is. And all these people kept looking to this King for the right answer, Right. And he got very frustrated with this because he was trying to empower his people and say, hey, I don't ha- I'm, I'm just a king. I'm not a god. I don't have the right answer all the time. I'm just trying to do my best. And he got very frustrated. So what he did was he ordered his servants to carry him on his throne down to the ocean. And they carried him to, his o- to the ocean. And he said, put me down. Put my chair down right next to the waves. So he put his chair down. And he's sitting there in his throne. Imagine him, this king, very regal, his crown, all of that shit. Servants and people all around watching him. Lots of people around watching him. This is apparently a true story. You know, I wasn't there, but this is apparently a true story. And the the ocean's coming in. The waves are lapping at his feet. And in a very booming, very serious voice, he yells out. He raises his hand and yells out to the ocean, to the tide, stop coming in. Stop. I command you, stop coming in. And the tide keeps coming in further and further. And he keeps demanding, stop coming in. Tide, stop coming. The tide just keeps coming. And eventually it gets so high that it's up to his waist. And his servants have to carry him out so that he doesn't drown. And they take him back and they put him down. And he says, see, I'm not God. I can't stop the tides from coming in. I can't predict the future. I can't change reality. I can't do the things that you guys are expecting me to do. I'm just a king. I'm just a mortal like you. And I think sometimes we do this. We think that we can change reality or we think that we can get the correct answer and then we can avoid rejection altogether. 
We think that if we just have a perfect plan, then we, we can avoid ever making mistakes. We think that if we can just get a cheat code, you know, the cheat code to life or the cheat code to this, that we will never, ever, ever have to learn anything or put in any effort or make any mistakes or figure anything out. If I could just have all the information now, then, then I'd just be perfect and I'd be happy. I would never make any mistakes. It's like, it doesn't work like that. I can't know the right answer. We don't have a crystal ball. The same goes when you're trying to make a decision. Like the best you can do is figure out all the pros and cons of, of one decision versus the other. You can research, you know, as much as you want to, but at the end of the day, all you're doing is making your best guess. And when people come to other people and say, what's the right answer? All that person is doing is guessing. And a lot of the time it's an educated guess, sure. But I see this so much, especially in this industry, or maybe it's just because I'm in this industry, right? That I see it a lot, but there are so many dating coaches and gurus and pickup artists and people on the red pill and, you know, dating experts, so to speak, that almost build their fame on being the expert. And they will tell you that they know the right answer to all the questions. And they've sort of built this ego up and it's a position that they have to defend. With, and that's why so many of them are very defensive and almost aggressive towards other people in the dating industry. And they will, you know, plant their flag in the sand and they will defend it to the death. And they will say, no, I know I'm right. I know that you should, you know, nag a girl because that's the correct thing to do. Or I know that you always need to be alpha. And they're not open to any other positions. They're not open to any other kinds of thinking because they're trying to defend their position so strongly because they've told themselves and they've sort of built their reputation on being the expert. Right from the very beginning, I told you guys, I'm not the expert. I'm just a guy who's gotten laid at this point. I don't know how many times, a couple of hundred. I've had 50 something women in threesomes. I've done a fair few things. I've, I've had a business that, you know, my best month so far was $70,000 in a month. I've done some cool stuff. I lost a bunch of weight. I lost 77 pounds. I overcame about eight years of depression and suicidal thoughts and stuff like that. I've done some cool things. I'm just a guy that's made a lot of mistakes, a hell of a lot of mistakes, learned quite a few things, and I'm here to try my best to help you guys avoid those mistakes and move towards, you know, a path of happiness and self-improvement and self-enlightenment and all of that kind of stuff. I'm just here telling you what I did and what seems to have worked for me. And I'll do my best to try and give you advice that helps you. I haven't built my reputation on being correct, which means there's nothing to defend. And every now and then it doesn't happen very often, but someone will come in and say, Hey, Andy, the red pill said this idea. Do you disagree with them? And I'll say, no, I can see why they, I can see how they've said that. Yeah, maybe there's some truth in what they've said. And then the person will say, but doesn't that contradict what you've said, Andy? And I'll go, yeah, maybe it does. Maybe there's truth in what I said. Maybe there's truth in what the red pill said. Maybe we're both right. Maybe it's just like two different methods to the same path. And I think sometimes people expect me to defend that or to fight it or to say like, no, fuck whoever said that on the red pill, they're wrong. Well, fuck pickup artists. They're wrong. I'm right. And it's like, no, maybe we're all right. Maybe we're all wrong. Who fucking knows? The only way to know is 
and this ties into the title of this podcast, the only way to know is to go out there and actually fucking take some action. Again, I see this a lot where people will want to figure out which one of us is right. Like they'll say, Andy, are you right? Or is this person on the red pill right? Or is this pickup artist right? Or is this guy over here right? Or is good looking loser right? Or is Caleb Jones right? Or is Mark Manson right? Or is this this other like mainstream guy I saw? Is he correct? Or is Todd V correct? Or is this guy like, is Alex from Playing With Fire correct? Is Andrew Tate correct? Or is he a misogynist? Is this person correct? And they're basically not taking any action because they're sitting there trying to figure out which one of us is correct. Why do you care which one of us is correct? How could there even be one of us that's correct? It's like you're searching for the correct God and saying, so therefore every other God is like false and wrong and, you know, a false deity. Do not worship false deities. That's basically what you're doing. No, maybe they're all correct. Maybe everything that everyone says could work for you. Maybe some of it's false. Maybe some of it is lies. But how could you ever know that until you go out and try it? Someone left a comment on my YouTube channel recently that basically said, you know, it it was basically in this vein, right? It was essentially, Andy, some of what you've said seems to go completely against what a lot of other pickup artists and dating gurus and stuff have told me. If what you're saying is true, Andy, then this could be a game changer. This could be like mind blowing. If like what you're actually saying is correct. Holy shit, dude, what a revelation that that would change my life. And I said, like, you're not going to know if it's going to change your life. You don't know if it's a game changer until you go out and actually play the game. Why are you sitting here talking in theory? Like, why are you sitting here asking me, Andy, is what you're saying correct? It's like, even if I said yes to you, why would you believe me? Why should you believe me? So I'm never going to say yes. Yes, I'm correct. I, I, I don't even know if I'm correct. What if you go out and try my advice and it doesn't work for you? What if you are the exception to the rule? What if you would be better off served by a pickup artist? What if your life would genuinely be better if you went onto the red pill and just read the top 30 posts of all time and just did exactly what they said? I think I might actually have one of the posts, top posts of all time, actually. I do post on the red pill as well. I like the red pill, guys. Even though sometimes I think some of them don't like me, but it is such a big fucking community that you have to kind of expect that. But the point is, going out and taking some actual action is the only way you're going to see what works for you. It's the only way you're going to make some mistakes and learn from them. Like, you don't need to have the right answer. And and I got to where I am, or I should say, I didn't get to where I am by knowing what to do all the time. In fact, I'm going to say 98% of the time when I've taken action, I don't know if it's going to work. Okay, let's be honest. 100% of the time, I don't know if it's going to work. I'm not a god. I don't have a crystal ball. But let's say 98% of the time, I really don't know. I'm basically just taking a fucking guess. I'm taking a stab in the dark and saying, okay, did, is this going to work? Sometimes it really doesn't. And then I adjust, I try something else, I tweak. Cool, now I know what doesn't work. Now I can go and try something different. The difference between me and any of you that aren't as far along as I might be, the only real difference or the thing that separates me from you is that I don't try and make perfect decisions. There's a reason why I spam you guys so much with the philosophy of give yourself permission to suck. It's okay if you suck. I'm basically saying, stop getting your ego in there and saying, oh, I have to make a perfect decision. I have to be perfect. I have to be God. Andy wasn't perfect. Plenty of other people that I look up to and admire aren't perfect. Basically, everyone you've ever admired isn't perfect. Even the people that you think are perfect, like David Goggins, people like that, they're not perfect. No one's perfect. 
But you're saying, yeah, but I have to be perfect. Those guys weren't perfect. They didn't always know what to do. You think David Goggins knew what to do at the start? He's talked about it in his book. He didn't know how to lose weight. His mission at the start was just, I'm just going to lose one pound. That was because he didn't fucking know how to lose 80 pounds or whatever, 100 pounds, whatever stupid amount of pounds he had to lose. He didn't know how to do that. So he's like, I'm just going to lose one pound. I don't know if I can make it. I probably can't. I was the same, right? Every goal I've ever done. I didn't think I was going to make it. I, I couldn't have known. How could I know? I had so many doubts, so many fears, insecurities, but I didn't try and make the perfect decision or I didn't try and t- think too far ahead and say, will this work out in the end? It's like, who gives a shit? Will this work out now? Yes, I can take the first step right now. Let me do it. I made educated guesses and then I forgive myself if it didn't work. And that's all you're really doing. And that's all that any expert is really doing. They're giving you an educated guess that might work out or it might not. But the only way you're going to know that is by trying it. Sitting there on the sidelines and debating who's correct or whose advice is right or, you know, is Andy better than this guy or is Todd V correct? Or, you know, what do you think about Alex from playing with fire? It's like at the end of the day, guys, take a step back. I've made this point so many times. Most dating expert or most dating people, most dating coaches, most people on the red pill, most pickup artists, most self-improvement gurus, most of them, I'm going to go out and say the majority of them, want your life to be better. Now, some of them want to make money while they're doing that. I am one of those people, obviously. But at the core of it, the reason that most of them, the vast majority of them are doing what they're doing is because they want to help people. So rather than saying, who's correct? Is this guy correct? Is this guy wrong? Is this guy right? Is this guy good? Is this guy bad? Is this guy a bad coach? Or is this guy a good coach? Hey, is this guy more of an expert? Who has the bigger lay count? Oh my God, who's made more money from their coach? Who has a bigger subscriber count? Who has this? Who has that? Rather than getting worked up over those things that really don't matter, take a step back and realize or ask yourself, do I think this person has good intent? Do I think this person is trying to help me? What vibe am I getting from this person? And if the answer is, yeah, I think this guy genuinely wants to help people. I think this guy genuinely doesn't want people to be unhappy. I think he's trying to end people's suffering or at least make them suffer a little bit less. Then what does it matter who's fucking correct or not? Try their advice. Try my advice. Try your own advice. Come up with your own theories and experiment. I wrote an article many years ago, which is one of my favorite articles to date, called This Is All Just a Big Experiment. And what I said in this article is, I can't possibly know what the right answer, as I said at the start of this podcast, I can't know what the right answer is for you. I don't fucking know you. You don't even know what the right answer is for yourself. You don't know yourself. You haven't tested yourself. You haven't put things on the line. You haven't gone all in yet. You don't know yourself and I don't know you. So the only way we're going to figure stuff out is if you experiment, if you get in there and actually try some stuff. And so I've said this, this is my favorite answer to give to people when they say like, oh, Andy, are you correct? Or is this red pill person correct? I'll say like, go do what the red person said. Do that for three months. Make sure you really run the numbers game so you're getting a decent sample size and then try what I say. And then just see which one you like better. Or maybe you like both and you don't really have a preference. Or maybe you like something that neither of us said. And maybe you come up with your own philosophy. Great, do that. I've come up with my own philosophies and I only did that by experimenting. Another quote that I'm going to leave you guys with before I start to slowly wrap up is tell yourself, 
So throw yourself in the deep end, take action. Don't sit there and wait for that perfect plan. But if it doesn't work out or if you make some mistakes and you need to tweak something, be kind to yourself. Tell yourself, I did the best I could with the information I had at the time. Another quote that I really love is, everybody's just always trying to do their best. We are. As humans, we're always trying to do our best. Now, some people, their best is not that great. Many times in the past, my best has been pretty shit. <laughs> I've tried my best and it's, it's, it's been pretty shit. <laughs> but everybody is always trying to do their best. Even if you don't agree with their decisions, even if you think they're an idiot, they're trying to do their best. Which means you are one of those people. You are always trying to do your best. So if you throw yourself in the deep end and you make a couple of decisions that later turn out not to get you what you want, or you think, fuck man, I've made quite a few mistakes. You were doing your best at the time, weren't you? You weren't trying to make mistakes. In fact, you were trying not to make mistakes. You were trying to do things as well as you possibly could. So give yourself that leniency. Don't put the pressure on yourself to know the right decisions or to do the perfect job or to be amazing at this stuff. No, that's not the mission. The mission is to do the best you can in every moment. And if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, cool. It's a learning experience. It's a free university degree. I love making mistakes. I genuinely do. Almost more than getting things correct. Because I don't know about you guys, but if I start some new goal or I work towards some new mission, if it just works out immediately, I'm almost dissatisfied. First of all, because I'm like, oh, fuck, was it that easy? Oh, I, I think I almost wanted a challenge. Fuck. There's also a part of me that goes, fuck, man, like, I don't, I feel like I fluked this. I, I don't know why I was just successful. I, I feel like this came too easy. Fuck, like, I thought there'd be some mistakes. Shit, I think I kind of fluked this. I, I, I don't know what I did right. I don't know what I might do wrong. I didn't learn anything. I feel like I just kind of got given the goal. I just got given the achievement. I got given the end result, but I don't think I learned anything. Shit, I don't know how to replicate this. So I, I love when I make a mistake because I'm like, shit, okay, cool. This is what I, I, don't, I won't do the next time. Or let me tweak my methods and see if there's something else I can do instead. I love that experience of learning. And I want you guys to fall in love with the process of learning, of experimentation, of trying things and making some mistakes. They're not even mistakes. I don't even like using the word mistakes. How's it a mistake if you didn't know any better? It's not a mistake. You did the best you could with the information you had. How could it possibly be a mistake? It's a learning experience. So I want you guys to throw yourself in the deep end more. You will make 10 times the progress and get 10 times as much done if you throw yourself in the deep end. Because... The time you spend trying to figure out the right way to do things or trying to save yourself from making mistakes or trying to figure out, you know, which dating expert is correct, which money business expert is correct. The time you waste doing that is time you could have taken action and worked towards your goals. Again, the difference between me and a lot of people, maybe some of you that haven't made it as far or aren't quite where I am yet. The difference is while you're sitting there trying to come up with the perfect plans and trying to avoid rejection or avoid failure or avoid making mistakes, I've already taken action on 10 different decisions because I wasn't sitting there trying to come up with the perfect answer. I've just gone, all right, let me think for 10 minutes. Okay, I'm pretty sure this will work. If it doesn't, that's fine. I'll tweak it. I'll figure it out. It's all good. I will make that decision. Boom. I'm taking action. 
half of those decisions work out pretty well. And the ones that don't, hey, it's a learning lesson, sweet, sweet, where I will slightly tweak what I'm doing and I will make it work. And I will get 10 times as much done versus some of you guys because I give myself that permission to suck and I just dive right in. And if I can give you guys one thing with all my coaching, with all my podcasts, with all my articles and YouTube videos, with everything I do, if I can give you guys one philosophy, it would be permission to make more mistakes. There's a reason the first article I ever wrote was give yourself permission to suck. And then when I started a podcast, the second podcast I ever did was give yourself permission to suck. The first one was just, hi, I'm going to do a podcast. And that was about it. So the first actual podcast that I actually recorded with some sort of advice was give yourself permission to suck. And I knew that was going to be the first podcast I did. I knew that's my most important philosophy that I've ever come up with. If I, again, can leave this earth and make my mark on it, the mark that I would like to leave is give yourself permission to suck. Because if you make more mistakes, if you make 10 times the mistakes, you will make 10 times your successes. I'll say that again. If you can just right now, 10 times the number of mistakes you're currently making, then you will 10 times your success. If you 10x your mistakes, you will 10x your success. Every mistake is a free learning experience. You grow with every mistake. So stop avoiding mistakes and start running towards them. I think I've said this before. I think I've read this quote out before, but if not, I'll read it out again. It's a story about Thomas Edison, the inventor of, you know, light bulbs and a bunch of other bullshit, right? A bunch of other bullshit, a bunch of other cool shit. (laughs) Sorry, Thomas. I love you, brother. If you're still, if you're listening out there, Mr. Edison, you're a cool dude. I appreciate the light bulb, bro. It's cool. So someone is talking about Thomas Edison. So this person is writing about Thomas Edison. So I'll read it out. I found him, as in I found Thomas Edison, at a bench about three feet wide and 12 to 15 feet long, on which there were hundreds of little test cells that had been made up by all of his chemists and his experimenters and his different people. He was seated at this bench, testing, figuring, planning. I then learned that he had thus made over 9,000 experiments in trying to devise this new type of storage battery but he had not produced a single thing that promised to solve the question. In view of this immense amount of thought and labor, my sympathy got the better of my judgment, and I said, Isn't it a shame that with the tremendous amount of work that you have done, you haven't been able to get any results? Thomas Edison turned on me like a flash, and with a smile he replied, Results? Why, man, I have gotten a lot of results. I know several thousand things that won't work. I want you guys to embrace this philosophy, this idea of like, if I can just make 10x mistakes, hey, I'm 10 times closer to the next success, or I will get 10 times the successes, or I will at least learn, you know, 9,000 things that don't work, and then I'm one step closer to figuring out the one that will work. Rather than sitting there, imagine if Thomas Edison sat there and said, oh my God, like, I'm, how am I ever going to know the right answer? It's like, he doesn't need to know the right answer. He just needs to try a million different things, and one of them will work. That was always my philosophy when it came to learning how to get decent with women. It was definitely my philosophy with coaching. I wasn't ready to be a coach. I wasn't ready to start this podcast. One of the, uh, another article that I wrote is many years ago. If you want to, I think it was called something like, 
write a lot of content or bang out a lot of content, do a lot of content and some of it will be gold. Something like that. Do a lot of content and some of it will be gold. And the point that I made in that article was just run the numbers game. If you're a content creator or you want to be a coach or you want to be a blogger or YouTuber or whatever it is, do a ton of content and some of it will end up being amazing. Half of the time, when I sit down to do this podcast, I don't know if this episode is going to be good or not. How could I possibly know that? Most of the time, I don't even really know what I'm going to talk about. I will have some notes. Obviously, I've had, you know, I had that Thomas Edison quote. But if you look at my notes here, I know you guys can't see them. Literally, all I have written down for this podcast is the title, which was Stop Seeking the Right Answer, Shut Up and Get Started. And then I have the quote from Thomas Edison. That's all I have here. The rest of this 40 minutes, I have made up. I gave myself permission to suck when I sat down here. And I said, maybe this will be good. Maybe it'll be a crock of shit. How could I possibly know that? And why do I even care if it's a crock of shit? If it's really that bad, I just won't release it. And I've done that probably twice ever. Which means all the rest of the times, it was at least decent enough for me to publish. It almost never happens that you fuck it up that badly that you go, yeah, I'm not even going to publish that. You usually end up with something that's at least helpful to people. And every now and then you stumble upon something that's gold. I think... This podcast is actually pretty fucking decent. I think this is a pretty good podcast. I think this is one of my better episodes. And I sat down here with no pressure to perform, no expectations that it would be good. And you could say, yeah, but Andy, you've done quite literally over a thousand podcasts and YouTube videos at this point. Yeah, but when I first started, I had the same philosophy. Again, my very first podcast, the first proper podcast after the introduction podcast was give yourself permission to suck. And I sat down and I said, this isn't going to be good. I don't know what I'm going to talk about. The audio quality sounds awful. I have a bad microphone. I don't know how to speak. I don't know how long I want this episode to be. I don't know how to be interesting. I don't really know how to give value over audio, like to help you guys in an audio form. I don't know anything about what I'm doing, but it's probably going to suck and let me do it anyway. And with time, I do enough podcasts. And some of them turn out to be helpful. Some of you say, hey, this podcast really fucking helped me, man. I couldn't possibly have done that if I was afraid of making mistakes. I couldn't possibly have helped any of you. And the people who helped me wouldn't have helped me if they were worried about having the right answer or getting things correct or being perfect or any of that stuff. They wouldn't have helped me. I wouldn't be where I am. And I wouldn't have been able to then pass that on and pay it forward and help some of you. I'll leave you with one final little anecdote. I recently watched Mr. Beast on Joe Rogan. If you don't know who Mr. Beast is, he's one of the most popular YouTubers at this point in time. He has he just hit 100 million subscribers. Most of his videos, and this is incredibly rare for a YouTuber, most of his videos get more views than he has subscribers, which is crazy which means more people are watching them than are subscribed to his channel, which is just insane. That's not usually how it works on YouTube. The only exceptions to that are if you're like a music channel, then yeah, people will play the the video like 10 times or something and listen to the song multiple times. So you get more views. But for a normal YouTuber, just making normal YouTube videos to have more views than subscribers is insane. And obviously a hundred million is fucking insane. So this Mr. Beast guy is crushing it. But the way that he's gotten there... A lot of people will look at his success now and be like, wow, it must be amazing having a team of 100 employees and your videos get like, you know, 200 million fucking views. And my God, dude, like that must be cool being you. He started his YouTube channel when he was 11 years old. For the first 
several years he made zero dollars because you couldn't even make money on YouTube back then. His videos completely fucking sucked. He didn't have a microphone. The quality was awful. He was literally a, a fucking child, so how could they even be good? But he just kept making these shitty videos. And the entire time he just told himself, it doesn't matter if these videos are bad. I don't really care if nobody watches them. In fact, nobody was watching them for the first like four or so years. Who the fuck would watch them? He's a child. But he just kept growing and he got to a point of 20,000 subscribers, then 100,000, then a million. And he just kept grinding. This motherfucker has grinded on his YouTube channel. He's 23 now. So he's grinded for 12 years. (laughs) He sucked for 12 years. He doesn't suck now, but lots of his videos have. Now they don't because he's in a position where almost nothing he does sucks. I feel like I might be getting there. Some of my content sucks for sure, but I'm getting better and better is the point. Less and less of my content sucks. And that's kind of the mission. Rather than seeking the right way to do things, imagine if he had said, I don't know how to be a YouTuber. I'm not going to be good at it. So therefore I couldn't try. I shouldn't try. He wouldn't exist. He wouldn't be one of the most popular YouTubers on one of the most people on on the YouTube platform, would he? If he'd said, I have to have the right answer. I can't start until I have a plan. No, he grinded for 12 years and he made himself into something amazing. I did the same thing with my content. Obviously, I'm nowhere near his size. But at the start, I didn't know what articles I was going to write. I started my website before I even knew what my first article would be. If you go back and read my first article called Give Yourself Permission to Suck, I had been frustrated and, and sitting there for weeks not being able to write my first article because I put all this pressure on myself. I said, I have to have the right answer. I have to have the perfect first article so that people go like, wow, what a great blog. Yeah, I'm going to keep following this. I put all this pressure on myself to be good at writing articles, even though I'd never really done it. And finally, I got so frustrated that I said, all right, fucker, you have one hour. One hour from now, you need to hit publish. No matter what gets typed on the screen, you have to publish something. And I set my stopwatch. I took a screenshot of, of the time. And that's at the start of the article. You can see the screenshot at the start. And then the very end of the article, I I put the screenshot of the time at the end. I wrote the article in about 45 minutes. And I just started writing. And literally the start of the article is talking about how I didn't know what to write. And I don't know what to write. And I don't have an idea. I didn't have a title for the article. The title, Give Yourself Permission to Suck, that came at the end. At the very end, I was like, oh, fuck, I should call this Give Yourself Permission to Suck. Because that's what I just did. I told myself, this is going to be a crock of shit. It's going to suck. It's going to be fucking dumb. No one's going to read this piece of shit article. It ended up being probably my best philosophy, or at least the philosophy that's the most important to me. And it's probably helped the most people, even if you don't recognize that, because that permeates, that philosophy permeates every single piece of my content, right? I talk about the slight edge. I talk about giving yourself baby steps or just doing baby steps. I talk about setting goals that you can achieve. I talk about not comparing yourself to others and not looking too far ahead and not beating yourself up. All of that is you giving yourself permission to suck. So, you know, Mr. Beast got to where he is by sucking at the start for a long time, for for years and years and years. I sucked for the first couple of years. Maybe I still suck now. I'm going to look back and say this sucks. So yeah, maybe I still suck right now. Don't worry about the right answer. Don't worry about the perfect answer. Get started, jump in there. Make some beautiful stuff happen. I'll start wrapping up. If you would like some help with any of this stuff, if you feel like you need 
a bit of the old Andy magic, a bit of the old Andy pushing. If you're still lost and you want a bit of help with sucking and giving yourself permission to suck, I have coaching. I have one-on-one coaching and group coaching. I've got 15-week, well, they're normally 12-week coaching packages, but right now I have a bonus if you sign up in the next week or so. So you'll get 15 weeks instead of 12. On top of that, I've mentioned this in a couple of different places. If you can't afford those coaching packages, and obviously those are the very premium, you know, let's change your life, let's turn your life around. If you can't afford those, and I do have payment plans with those as well, so you don't have to pay up front. But if you want to just pick my brain and ask me a few questions and, you know, get my thoughts on things, I'm offering and this is probably just going to be for a little bit of time. I'm, I'm definitely not going to do this forever because it's it's not really worth my time. But I'm offering 30-minute coaching calls for $150, $150. dollars. So if you want those, I'll leave a link in the description to those. So I'll leave a link to the big coaching packages, the 15-week ones. And I will leave a link to a contact page so you can just contact me and say, hey, I want the 30-minute call for $150. I just have a couple of questions I want to ask you. I just want to pick your brain, man. I'd like you to give me you know, permission to suck and push me in the right direction. So that's going to be a temporary thing, but that's there if you need it. And regardless of if you sign up for coaching or not, you guys know exactly what I'm going to say. Go out there and crush your goals. And with a little spin on it, go out there and just get started on your goals. And it's okay if you suck. You don't have to know the right answer. You don't have to have the perfect plan, but just get started, guys. All the time you spend there trying to come up with the perfect answer is really just fear, and it's you procrastinating getting started. So go out there and get started with crushing your goals.